What happened to the truck you had? Oh, the Dodge Ram? Yeah. Uh, you you want to know what happened to my truck? Uh, Joe Biden happened to my truck. And now gas is $3.20 a gallon for 87 unleaded out in uh, the great state of Arizona. And uh, it's not feasible to drive that thing 30 minutes each way every day. I know. I got to drive over an hour to work. Dear Lord. Dear Lord, man. Once once gas hit over $3, I was thinking, what? Come on, man. It's just too much. And you know what's funny is gas could be 50 cents. they, they, They make it so expensive because they know people will pay it. Because what are people, are people just not going to pay for gas? No, it's a necessity. They're like, well, we'll, we'll just make it whatever we want because they'll pay it. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But if you could get everybody on the same page, it would take about a week because not everybody would need to fill up gas the same day. But if you if you could get enough people on page, on the same page for a week and tell them not to buy gas, and you don't even go to work, just fuck it, you don't go to work. But they're gonna fire everybody, and they're gonna <laughs> they're just gonna raise gas prices after that. No, they're not. They'll they will lower gas prices. I think people fail to realize that we are the masses. It's billions versus hundreds, literally, like maybe thousands. The ones who are the rich elitists who run the planet. Yes, you know it's it's like having a mob boss, and he's got fifty people under him, right? Yep. Now, what happens when you have the one guy who's like, I don't like this son of a bitch, and then he gets like five dudes on his side, and then what do they do? They take that guy out. Yep. And then they take over. Now, people need to do that as far as what I'm talking about, not just with gas, but with anything. If people just stood up, like right now, if I went to the grocery store, which is closed, which pisses me off because Vegas used to be 24-hour everything, and now for whatever reason, I guess the virus is more crucial after 11 o'clock at night. So everything closes at 11 now instead of 24 hours. But so if you were to stand outside the grocery store and say to everybody walking in, hey, man, take your mask off. It's going to be okay. You'll be fine. I'd say eight to seven, eight people out of 10 don't want to wear the shit anyway. But if you can get them to not wear it, and then you have an entire store full where like 90% of the people aren't wearing masks, what are they going to do? They can't do anything. Exactly. Point being is, we're the masses. We need to take over. That's plain and simple. Just like government, you elect those officials to work for you. But it's the other way around right now. You're People are putting these people in office and all they're doing is looking out for themselves and lining their own pockets. Because if you dive dive deep into all the bills that they pass, they slide in all this other shit that nobody sees. They're like, we'll give them $1,400 and they won't give a fuck what else we got in there. Then we'll raise taxes and uh, we'll let them deal with that when the time comes. (laughs) That first year in office is always a very tumultuous time for any president. They have to set a precedence that, hey, this is how I act, lead, you know. And if you're Biden, you know, you sign 26 consecutive orders or executive orders on your first day in office, mm-hmm. which is the man that said we need to let democracy do its work 
who directly right. came said, into office and signed right. 26 in his first day, 26 consecutive orders. Obama signed eight. Donald Trump signed seven. And we have Biden with 26. Mm-hmm. Day one. And it was the same man, same man that said, oh, I've had friends that told me get things done executive with executive order and he said no that's not how we're going to do things because this is a democracy not a dictatorship he said that during one of his town halls and then you know he gets elected and boom he does exactly what he says he wouldn't do right and let's be but it, oh go ahead sorry no go ahead bro Let, let's be hopefully honest with what we're dealing with right now we're dealing with a dude who barely knows what day of the week it is and can barely differentiate between his own wife and daughter. But does he even have a daughter? Yes, he does. But we will take his word as bond, which I don't understand, man. This man can barely form coherent sentences. Literally (laughs) in a press conference, literally in a press conference the other day, he called Kamala Harris the president instead of the the VP or the vice president. He's done that before. It's not the first time. He, he, he is uh, unfit to be a president. He is unfit mentally. I know. Physically, I, the man can't even make it up the stairs into Air Force One. Right. He, he tripped three times on his way up the stairs. That's kind of weird. Well, you know, everybody had what they had to say about Trump. You know, I, I tr- Trump was Trump, whatever. You know what I mean? He can leave a bad taste in your mouth. I think they're all part of the game, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I was on record saying, you know, Trump was one of the best we've ever had, and that's if you look at the numbers. Yeah. But he's still he's still part of that club, in my opinion, though. It's part of the whole cabal, the whole thing where you get – you got to create two sides, and, you know, they're putting on a show for everyone. While they're winning, and we're just, right. you know, stuck with our thumbs in our ma- in our mouths, or you know, mask over our face, or whatever. Every, they're all uh, part of the same team. Man. It's like you have the defense attorney, and then yep. you have the other attorney, and the two of them are enemies in the courtroom. But then they're having lunch together. Yeah, the prosecutor and the defense attorney the are chilling out. Yeah, chilling out together. Yeah, that's the way it is. It is, and and to me, the the. There's this thing where people always bring it up about this president or that president. And one thing you have to take at face value every time that any person is elected into an official office is that they are all bought and paid for. And typically when when they get into that office that they now hold, they are so rich that we could not fathom it fathom this thing on our day-to-day basis they are so rich they're so detached from normality from middle american life that they are they you have to believe this and i believe this as well that they are so detached these people are sociopaths imagine waking up one day and saying you know what i should be the leader of the free world in my mind that kind of might take a crazy person to think along those lines you're insane you're a sociopath if you think you're 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 a narcissist at the least that you believe that you know what i can make it right that's well what if 
That's fucking. Well, let me crazy. cut you off. Go ahead. So what if what if we change our entire structure to where we get rid of the four hundred plus people that are in like government? There's more than that, but the five the, on the surface, you get rid of them and right. the president, and then let's say you get, I don't know, five to seven, because you would think it had to be an odd number for voting purposes. Let's say you got five to seven people to run the country. So five to seven people to run the country. Yeah, well, like how would you to think about that? You know what I'm saying? So where you don't have a house in the Senate where, right. you know, things, those things going on, because those people, like you just said, are being bought, and that's why they were living in million-dollar homes. Their salaries don't pay that yeah. shit, man. And they should also have term limits. These fucking people are so old, it's ridiculous. They just stay in their same seat forever. But so let's just say you have five to seven people, you know, and they sit at a table. But then also they should have to take into account what the people say also. You know, just like you have the person that's supposed to represent you from, from your state. Right. A lot of the times they don't give a shit what you say. They're going to do whatever benefits them. That's right. And I'm not saying this, the five to seven people or, or whatever would work. I'm just saying if there'd be like a, a new thing where you would try out. So it'd be like five or seven presidents together. And then okay. they, co- you know, c- collectively come up with. Okay. Whatever's so going on. I'm going to, I'm going to refute that with a little bit of this. Uh, so now that we only have, let's say, five to seven people running, you know, the United States of America, practically the free world. Right. Now, lobbyists will still be a thing. True. That's coming from companies. So now you will not have millionaire uh, candidates for Congress or the Senate. You will have billionaires. Because, hey, hey, the one of the seven believes what I believe. And my name's Jeff Bezos. So this could Mm -hmm. skew things in a really dirty fucking way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that ultimately, I mean, when you have, when, when you see the zeros in the bank account hit, how willing and how open are your ears for the people? How, how, how are you genuinely listening to the people at this point? You know what I mean? You're not. You're not. Because if I saw those zeros in my bank account tomorrow, which ain't looking healthy these days, I would, uh, I'd probably, you know, you know, shit on myself a little bit, go clean up and then, you know, try to figure out my life. But (laughs) it's, it's, that, that's the thing, man. It's, no matter how you curve it, uh, it society is a difficult thing to work with because if you try to compartmentalize it down to five, six, or seven people dictating as to how the country is ran, they will be bought out eventually. It'll happen. There, There is a price on everything in America. We're a capitalist society, are we not? Yes, we are. Sorry, I was taking a drink. No, you're good, brother. I'm about to do the same thing, but we're a capitalist society. So at the base of it, people can be bought out. There is a price for everything. Yeah. There is a price. But yeah, I brought up the, I brought Go up ahead. that five to seven people. I brought up that five to seven people for like, you know, uh, uh conversation purposes. And, no, of uh, course. 
It's a hypothetical. Me just bringing that. Yeah. But myself just saying I was just taking a drink. So on my way home from work. Yeah. Within the last hour, I stopped at Walmart. Because I wanted to get a, uh, I'm I'm doing some. Uh, my anniversary, eighth anniversary is this Sunday, so I'm making Amanda something. Thanks, bro. That's beautiful. So I'm making um something out of wood for her, and uh, I saw something online on Amazon, matter of fact, and then I thought, well, nah, man, I don't want to buy it. I want to make it myself because anybody could just buy some shit. Like I already had the idea and I wanted to see if they if someone sold it and of course Amazon did. But after seeing that somebody had done it, I said, "Okay, well, I want to do it myself because that's more personal versus somebody else doing it and then you just giving it to your wife or whatever." So I had to get a different color stain from what I already had. Right. I hate Walmart. I, I really do. I fucking hate it. But like I said earlier about everything closing, everything closes at 10 or 11. I think Walmart was staying open until 1130 or 12. So they were still open later than everyone else. Right. And so I w- walk in and I'm just going to explain how like people are. Right. And the self-checkout, there's a woman. She's not pushing the cart. She's pulling it from the front. And she has a child sitting in the child's seat portion of the cart. And as she turns the corner to get into the self-checkout, she turns too soon and she knocks off some Easter egg stuff, like a display. Right. So I'm watching this and I'm thinking, is she going to pick this up? She should pick this up. And... <laughs> She stopped, she turned, and she kind of took a half step back towards where it was because she knows she knocked it down. But then she decided no, and then she left it and then just kept pulling the cart. So I'm thinking to myself the whole time, though, you knocked it over. How hard is it for you to go back three feet to pick it up and just put it back on the show? And two, your child just saw you do that. Right. You may not think it's a big deal, but now you're telling your child you can jack something up or knock something over and just leave it. And it's okay. And then so if you think about it, then depending on how many parents you have who are like this, then you're going to have, you know, a a generation, I guess, is is largely to say. But you'll have people that are just always going to be the same because they're just taught you know, to not do certain things, not raised right. Because I teach my kids, if they knock something over, pick it up. Even if we're walking behind someone and that someone knocks something over or drops something, they'll go up and pick it up and either hand it to the person or they'll put it back on the shelf or whatever. That's, that's what my kids do. That's because I've, I've taught them to be that way. You know well, that I mean? is good, good teachings from a parent to child. Uh, how, how old would you say that the kid was that was oh i don't know probably like three or four years okay old. so those are the ages where kids are like sponges and they watch everything you do my daughter's eight months old and she watches everything i do meticulously now i this is just my standpoint on this it is the the fuck it mentality that a lot of America has taken upon itself that eh, I don't need to do that. The same people who will back out in the Honda Civic, hit another car 
and they just drive off. They won't care. Yeah. Uh, they've rear-ended a vehicle in a parking lot, a stationary vehicle, by the way. They've hit it, and then they pull off, and they go to Whataburger, and they stuff a cheeseburger into their face, and then they fall out of their vehicle and crawl into their, I don't know, maybe they have a house. Maybe they live in a, a, a whirlpool box from a washing machine. But I, I see these kind of people living and existing in America, and those are, these are the people that I call the in-the-way people. You know what I mean? Yes. So you're, you're yes. yes, they, 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 they have no active thought processes on the day-to-day basis. These people are the ones you see at the DMV who have glassed over eyes. They have no emotions or thoughts in their brain and they just stare forward. Those are those people. And those are the same people that will knock over some, you know, a little Easter basket or two. And pass it right by and go, well, it's not my problem. I don't work here. I don't deal with it. But see, that's the problem. See, so now what you're doing is is you're creating work for somebody who works there. And Yes, well, that's their job. But no, their job isn't to pick up something they've already placed, you know what I mean, that you've knocked over. Yes. Yes, it's not. And it's not even that huge of a deal. But it's the premise behind it. It's the principle. You know, it's the principle. Yeah, exactly. And it reminds me, matter of fact, now I think about it, it, this was probably, I don't know how many years ago. I was at Smith's by myself. Smith's is a grocery store. Yep. And there was a woman, and I believe she was the grandmother because she was probably in her, I don't know, she looked like grandmother to this girl that she was with. The girl was probably like seven. Right. Would be my guess. So, anyways, I'm walking back to my car, and she has the cart, and her granddaughter said, "What do you want me to do with this cart after they had just emptied it?" And she said, "Oh, just leave it right here between our car and this car." <laughs> is what she said. Now, two cars, two parking spots down, was the little cart area where you would return the cart. The cart ret- and I said, yeah, the car returned. So I say, I actually said something. And I said, you're not going to tell her to put it away? And I said, you are the problem. People like you are the problem. And then she just flew off the handle. Of course she did. You know what I mean? Flew off the handle. Flew off the handle. And yes, you know, people are like, well, you got to mind your business and this, that, and the third. And it's like, no, man, you got to say shit no. to people like that. <laughs> Otherwise, it's never going to stop. It's never going to stop. So she just taught her granddaughter, and this was X amount of years ago. So this girl is probably, I don't know, almost ending high school or already out of high school. That's how long it's been. And she's probably one of those people that just, you know, done with the car. I'm just going to push it wherever yep. it goes, it goes. and that 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 to me is uh it's a retarded slash borderline inconsiderate fucking behavior to to do that it's it's very inconsiderate to not have the human wherewithal to understand that maybe i should pick this up or maybe i should put it back i i got a little story for you i remember this this was a while ago. This is before I met Melissa. But uh, I ran my card at a place and I bought a bunch of stuff. And it all got declined. Or my card was declined. I didn't have any money. Didn't even realize it at the time. You know, I wasn't paying attention to the, mm-hmm. the bank statement. But 
I'm not, I'm not saying I'm some badass for doing it, but I said, Hey, Hey, my bad, man. I went back and put, put back every item that I had bought or tried to have bought that day on the shelf. Did that. Right. Because I figured to myself, Hey, I'm, I'm the fucked up person for not making sure I got the funds to buy what I want to buy. And you know what? I should put it back. I shouldn't put this on them and get angry about it and or not care and leave. Yeah. So it's, it's these simple little things that human beings can do that involves personal betterment. So I talk about personal betterment. I mean, like you wake up in the morning, you make your bed. You wake up, yeah. you, you're around, you're hanging around your house, watching a movie. You notice that the living room is a fucking mess and you should decide to do something about it. You should get up and maybe clean it up. You, you might enjoy the space that you're in if you do these things. It's just like your job. If you take a little bit of enjoyment in it, that goes a long way. And not that it only yes. goes a long way for you. This, <clears throat> this mentality of wanting to keep yourself well and postured and together, this togetherness of yourself, this bleeds into society. People see these things. You know what I mean? And they they feed off of that. And uh, when when people see good deeds done without this, you know, hands in the air, let me see your manager mentality, you will see a better society when people take accountability for their actions and they fix them, whether it be a knocked over Easter basket or a grandmother telling her granddaughter, you know, to, you know, put a basket or a, a shopping cart and do a. A, a cart stall or a cart return. Right. Now, I agree with all of that. It's, it's the way it should be. Everybody should do that. And that's good on you for what you did as far as putting everything away. Because how many times I've seen it, you know, the people, they just leave yeah. it. They don't even like try to push the car out of the way. They leave it right there, but it's more so because they're worried about themselves and their the embarrassment. I was embarrassed that they didn't have church. I was I know, embarrassed I when I put it all back, no, I but understand. I did it. But, but that's how people are, and they're like, well, let's hurry up and get up out of here. you know. And secondly, though, when somebody's like, hey, man, this card is declined, you need to be like, hey, you need to, you need to, you need to hush. <laughs> <laughs> you need to keep that shit down. Yeah. Keep that shit down. Don't be telling people, man. But now to, to switch topics, yes. though, to, but to stay on the Walmart thing, what's crazy to me is is how Walmart is the biggest advocate as far as the vaccine goes for COVID right now. And I've seen Pepsi uh, marketing and I've seen other, other companies marketing with Walmart, the vaccination. And I'm thinking to myself, why in the hell are, is there marketing for this? If this, if this was a legit goddamn pandemic, then you wouldn't have to market a vaccination, like market, a vaccinate market. <laughs> You're marketing this shit. And for, for people who do not believe that there's mind control, let me just tell you this. Why do you think there's ads on TV? Why do you think there's marketing? People get you to buy yeah. shit. People get you to think a certain way. Music will put you in a certain mood. Words in general have very, very big, powerful, like, frequencies you could say words are very powerful so 
you very well, very well could be controlled through that. And it's just crazy to me that marketing of a stupid ass vaccine for a disease or virus, whatever you want to call it, that's 99% not killing anybody. You know, it's, yeah. it's crazy to me. You would think people, the way people act, you would think that people are dying left and right oh, yeah. in the street. They're, they're, they're becoming zombies and then falling down to, the, to their death. But that's not the case. And I don't know if I've told you this yet, Church. Uh, my daughter, my when she was five months old, she had COVID-19. Uh-huh. You did tell me. And then I remember telling you, I was like, well, they, you know, the, the way the tests go and the way everything goes, she may not have even had it. Like it could have just mm, been. Yeah, maybe. Maybe anything. she had a she had because a little you, bit of a cough and she had some congestion in her chest when she breathed. She had no fever. She had nothing else. And uh, she was happy. She was smiling at me. I'd look at her. Go, How you doing, baby? And she just smile up at me. And, you know, of course, off the get go, there's a little bit of fear in me. You know, I'm a father. I, 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 I won't say a little bit of fear. I was fucking terrified for my daughter. Because but why was she tested for why was she tested for COVID? Due to her cough and her congestion in her chest. And that her daycare, the lady that ran the daycare that we bring her to, tested positive. That was the that was the see, they got you they got you fearful. No, it's the, it's the causation. I, w- I would rather be safe than sorry, mm-hmm. brother. COVID is not fake. I don't believe that COVID is some made-up shit. It's real. I mean, but do I think that it is is as lethal as people are saying? Fuck no. My daughter was smiling the whole time, kicked it like a bad habit, right? And uh, Melissa went and got tested. She didn't have a cough or anything. She goes, you know what? I'm going to go get tested just to see what's up. Guess what? Fucking zero. Nothing. Not a zilch. Nil. And uh, I said, well, I don't even need to bother going because I know my fucking big fucking corn fed ass ain't got it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I know. Right. I'm, and, you know, I, I'm fucking I'm running 110, dude. Still being shitty and old with bad knee and a bad back. But there, there's the fear that the media has propagated. Yes, COVID is real, and it does affect the elderly. And I get that, especially if if the elderly have upper respiratory issues. And this is coming from my sister, who is a trauma nurse, uh, who has been a trauma nurse for the past seven years, who has traveled. She was in Omaha, Nebraska when it hit. My sister was actually working at a nursing home when COVID hit. And she says, Dustin... I probably had COVID. I I felt like shit for a few days and then I kicked it. And as well as her boyfriend, Wyatt, he had it as well, apparently. But they kicked it like it was nothing, dude. This Mm -hmm. is not some disease that affects anybody and everybody. No. This is for a select few people who are in bad health, elderly, and just, you know, in bad shape. That's who it's affected. Look at the numbers, man. It's not killing kids. But, it's not killing but teenagers, it, young adults. It's not killing dudes in their mid twenties. It's not. It didn't kill my ass, and I'm fucking thirty four. Right, but it could. It 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 wouldn't. It would not surprise me if it didn't exist. And 
that's the reason why the flu is non-existent right now. Non-existent. Hey, One, they're not testing for it. Two, two, they're not testing for it because somebody might come in with flu symptoms and they don't test yeah. the person for flu. Right. They test it for COVID. And literally, it's almost the same. It's respiratory. Upper it's respiratory, all the things. Yeah. And, and what's crazy, too, is, is they're like, well, you have COVID, but it'll be, you know, you'll be asymptomatic. You won't have symptoms. Now, are you that gullible, too? You know? So, and I am not saying it's real or nor fake. I am saying that it would not surprise me if this is what is going on because they always want to have a war fought I, on something. They can control you with, with, you know, a fake virus or an invisible virus or an invisible enemy, you know, and things like that. So it, it's, it, and it's mainly to put fear into people because how do you control people? You control them with fear. And that goes back to what I was saying before about where the masses but it's just when this first happened a year ago, I remember saying to some friends of mine, they were batshit scared right off the bat. And I, I was saying, look, this is the flu to me. This is what it sounds like to me. And a lot of them were mad because they're like, well, these people are dying and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, everybody was dying from this or everybody was dying from that. Nobody gave a shit. But now all of a sudden people give a shit like this is not Ebola or anything like that people aren't bleeding out of their eyeballs and like shitting out of their mouth <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's fear they have to they control everybody with fear man that's how they're getting it done and then the ones the, the, the people who like you know the ones who aren't fearful you're labeled as the nut job conspiracy Whoa. person but you got people who live together i've seen people who you clearly could tell that they're married and they're in a car together wearing masks and i'm thinking to myself are you wearing a mask in your house because it's just you two in your car so why are you wearing a mask in your car yeah it's pretty weird it, 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 oh it's yeah stupid man it's stupid I, I i don't understand it but i'll tell you that my thought process about the whole covid and the wuhan coronavirus comes from a different place now my thought is and some people might believe this to be some crazy fucking conspiracy theory is that the coronavirus was made in china it is real it does affect people and it was made to destabilize our government now if you want to take what i just said as word well it's done exactly that I'm, I'm, a, yes. I'm a believer that the Chinese did this on purpose. They brought it to our country yes. with a reason to destabilize our government. Yes. Who does Xi Jinping hate the most? Was it the guy that came into office and put all the tax tariffs on him and told him, you're not going to fuck mm -hmm. us anymore? It might be yep. that guy. That was the causation. They've had this virus for a long time. This strain has been known to be real. It has not gotten out until, guess what, 2019, the end of 2019, just prior to the year of his re-election. Th this, to me, is all a coordinated plan, then. It is. No, to I me. agree. It's a part of the New World Order. And, it, and to have the New World Order into effect, it, you have to take down the United States first. Of course. We are the biggest dick on the block. We, we are the leaders of the free world. 
people listen to America. Typically, they follow our lead. Not much these days, though. Mm-hmm. Now, it's crazy, right? So yesterday or the day before, Putin challenged Biden to a debate. Did he? And somebody asked me, well, yeah, did you not I see I did this? not see that. So Biden was just talking shit, saying Putin was an animal. Killer. Called him a killer. I know that. This, that, third. Yeah, killer, animal, and all this other shit, right? So Putin was like, you know what, man? Fuck it. Let's debate. About what? I don't know. You know, I didn't, Global I didn't policy. dive into Global policy. about it. So, but, but the reason, okay, there you go. It could be global policy, yeah. whatever though. But what's funny, well, not funny. I shouldn't even say that. What's crazy is Putin would bury Biden. And it's sad for me to say, yes. you know, what's funny is there's a lot of things going on in the world that would not have happened if Trump was president. It's because Biden is being seen. And not, I'm, dude, I'm not like a Trump dick sucker or whatever. I'm just saying what's fact so Biden being this old dude who's tripping down shit, can't talk. He's, you know, making uh, fake movie set videos of him in the White House and um, calling the vice president president, whatever. Right. So the dude's not stable enough to be president and the world knows it. This dude is a joke. He's too old. He's senile. Like he might even be a fucking robot because the real Joe Biden is dead. <laughs> like, if you look at pictures of him, even when he was vice president with Obama, he looks completely different than he does yeah, now back does. then. So anyway, so Putin would just bury this dude. And it's sad for me to say about our leader of our nation is somebody that I do not have confidence in to even be remotely close in a debate with somebody else who's another world leader. It's ridiculous. Like Putin would, bear, he would, he would bury him. It would, it would, it would be would. nothing. It would be nothing. And, and Kamala Harris would not be. She wouldn't be even better because she got her ass annihilated in the debate with uh, Mike what's Pence. his name? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pence when they did their debate, she could. She all she could do is snarl yeah. and do her. It, it, she, there's no way she's well, a horrible. She, she showed more but, emotionality and got up in arms and. And mad about things. And what Pence did, he was stoic, concise about his wordplay, and clear. He was like he was like Nas on the song Ether, where he just destroyed Jay Z. And I'll equate I'll, yes. I will equate it to that because he spoke so eloquently that he did not need to raise his voice, raise his hands, or be, or get up in arms. He didn't. He said his words. Now it's done. This is Leviticus. That's how it was watching that. She's not intelligent. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of Kamala no, Harris, no, no. I just saw a nice, a nice, uh, <clears throat> a nice picture the other day. It was a mosaic of all the black men that she kept in prison for extended prison terms so they can work slave labor for her. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was a nice mural of uh, over three thousand black men. That she's kept in prison. She's not. She's not the progressive that these motherfuckers want to think she is. It, dude, it's crazy to me how much people don't know. Oh yeah, about any about stuff. Ignorance. I, I read an article the other day. Ignorance. I know, no, but I read an article the other day that people on Twitter mainly is like the number one thing, but social media in general, people believe fake shit, false stuff more often than real stuff. 
And a lot of it has to do too is, is with how your attitude is. And if your attitude is angry, if you're, if you're mad and upset, I believe uh, the cognitive review or I'm trying to remember the website. It was cognitive something. So somebody can Google this themselves. But they did an article saying <clears throat> when you are angry, you are more susceptible to believe in false information and you're not going to dissect things or do anything like that. You're going to just go with the face value, false things. Yeah, and you're gonna go with it too because it's it, it's fueling your anger. I've I've even known people who go on to certain YouTube channels or websites or whatever social media accounts, and they go to the things that angers them. They go to the things that they're like, "Well, I disagree with this." They just always look for shit that angers them. Right. And then to when you're feeling that fire, like I just said, they did that They did that report saying you are going to believe in false things more often when you're angry. That's right. And, that, and they're always keeping people angry. Oh, yeah. Now, people are always now if you ever want to do this and go and take a look back at what Adolf Hitler did, uh, he was not happy during any of his speeches. He spoke with an anger and fervency that riled the people that they felt in their fucking bones. Now, nowadays, we have the blue check marks on Twitter. They get to speak with fervency and anger, and they rile people to their bones. They get yep. this platform to speak to the, to the masses, and they are, not, they are filled with nothing but hatred and vitriol. That's it. There's no in-between for them. It's either my way or nothing. Not the highway. It's nothing. And this is, this is what gets people going. This is what got people going in the 1930s to back Adolf Hitler. Anger. Uh, a loud-spoken yep. voice with a proposed justification for what they planned to do. And these people back these people. They cannot set aside their emotions for a minute and think about anything with a critical thought. They let their emotions take a hold of them. And this is what we get. This is what is happening to politics, to people. Social media is just bleeding this into anger. They bleed out anger and division and hatred towards one another. Mm-hmm. This is what they want. This is what they do now to get with your to. That's what I was mentioning. And then you just co-sign. Yep. And I'm sure a lot of people will agree with that. But because you brought up Hitler and then with this. Now, if you think about Hitler and, and the way the things that went down with the Jews. Right. You needed right. in when I, I mentioned the invisible enemy earlier. The virus or, you know, you have ISIS or Al Qaeda and all these things, right? War on drugs. You can't have a war on drugs. It, they, they create these things to, to make you in fear, but if somebody actually stopped and thought about it, you'd be like, well, hold on. You can't win a war on this. You can't do this, right. whatever. But what, I'm, what I want to get to is then with Hitler was the Jews. He got everybody to rat on their neighbors, 
which what's going on now. He's not wearing a mask. He's got too many people at his house, whatever. He ran on your neighbors. But the main enemy right now, it isn't the Jews. Who is it? It's the heterosexual Christian white man. In our country, anyway. You and I, being white men in our country, not to everyone, but what they're trying to paint us as is they're trying to paint us as the enemy. And tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. There's, There's been this... It was a slow reach at first in 2015. I think that's when this mainly started was the year 2015. And it was typically a lot of lower cast uh, websites like Huffington Post and BuzzFeed. And they started stirring the pot. And they said, uh, what is whiteness and how to demolish it? Things like this. And they started pushing this and they they talked about uh they talked about just men you know testosterone fueled tv shows ufc and they wanted they want to tear it all down and this started back in 2015 which is crazy that it was it started in like the probably the 60s or 70s part of the whole plan i'm, to... I'm saying the the vocalism of it all it was more okay. vocal during this time 2015 uh that's when it began and now we're left with, well, if you're a straight, straight white man in America, then you are the problem. And you go and you say to yourself, no, I, I'm not a racist. I don't hate people because of their skin. No, well, we hate you because you're white. And you go, well, that's kind of fucked up. And then they say, well, I can't be racist. I'm a person of color. And you're a person who, have, who has institutionally held a position of power. And then you think back about your life being poor and not having food and you go, well, I don't think that's really a thing. I don't know. Hold a position of office. I barely make 40 grand a year. No, no, you're the problem. And these are rich yeah. kids going to, you know, Dartmouth, Harvard, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the best college in America, which is UC Berkeley, apparently. And, they start gathering these ideas and they start pushing them. And then these people, these professors, even they are now blue check marks on Twitter. And now they get to spout that. Well, white men are the cause of everything evil. White men are the only people who've uh, committed acts of genocide or slavery or this, that, and the third. And now we're, we're villainized. Yep. Yep. It's just like, imagine, uh, you know, okay, uh, uh, let's say a white woman got raped by a black dude, right? Yeah. Or, or or any race other than white. Yes. She got raped, right? Now, let's say she's going to hate that race for the rest of her life because of what happened to her because of that rape. That's unfair to whatever race that was that, you know, of the person who raped her because it was just that individual it wasn't right. the entire race that did it, but that's how she's gonna feel. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's that's her individual the way. People are. That's that's yeah. That's the way they're getting people to think about white people, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But what's funny though is like you and I growing up, we grew up in similar, you know, uh, age groups. Yep. And generations. When we were growing up, there was no issue. No. None. 
And what's funny is like my friends now, that friends that I do have that are talking about this racial thing that's going on in our country, or saying that they're oppressed, or saying that you know this, this, that, and the third, whatever, about the situations. They weren't preaching this shit 20 years ago when we were in high school. You know what I mean? And 20 we yeah, this is my 20 year reunion is this year, which we won't do. There's not one because of the whole COVID thing. Yep. Which is stupid. But they weren't preaching this shit back then. But they're preaching it now. It's like, well, hold on, man. <laughs> Everything was fine and dandy 20 years ago. And then you start getting older and then you're being told through words how to think, talk, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Movies. All that stuff. Like if you just if, if you stop talking about it, it'll it go away. It honestly would, man. And there's I there's there's a video of uh Morgan Freeman even talking about this. Well, hey man, you hey had man. well they, they want to call him a house N word and uh, Uncle Tom right. and they wanna they wanna it, I'm sorry, I was I'm I'm gonna get into something else after you talk about this because I'd like to talk about that. Okay, that's fine. Well, what I was saying, so he brought it up. I've I've seen videos of him talking about it. He was talking to uh, Don Lemon or whatever dude's name is on on CNN. CNN yeah, he's an idiot. He's on. And th- he was bringing shit up, and then Morgan Freeman was like, "You know how you get rid of it? Stop talking about it. Stop asking me about it. And if you stop talking about it, then the conversation stops eventually. You know what yep. I mean? And I've brought this up to somebody before. Check this out." My children, they have no idea what racism is. They have no idea what, well, versus whatever they're taught in school during Black History Month. But they don't know what the N-word is. They never heard the N-word before. Right Now, my children, the first time they are ever going to hear the N-word is from a Black person saying it. Yep. They're going to hear it in a song. Or they're gonna hear it in school. Yep. Because you have children who are they could be you be ten years old even, or maybe even younger, and they hear their parents or somebody else using that word and they think it's cool to use. And then so they they're, all, they're gonna use it for the rest of their life, but then they're gonna use it in whatever context while they're in school. And now my children have heard it. So now what happens is let's say one of my kids says the word to repeat it to the person, maybe because they're curious. They want to know what that is. They never heard that word before. Right. But now all of a sudden someone wants to beat their ass or tell them they can't say this or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they have no idea what it is at all. Period. They don't know what it is. And that that personally didn't happen to me as far as, you know, repeating it or anything like that. But I never heard the word and I never really experienced any type of racism until racism was happened to me. And yep. I never heard the N word until I moved to the South. Like we lived in the South before, and then, you know, military family. Then we lived in you know, the West Coast. And then we, when I moved back to the South in middle school, that was when I first experienced racism. That was the first time I heard the N word yep. and I had no idea what it was, 
but I just kind of had because I don't maybe because you know you're like 12 years old in middle school junior high school I'm thinking okay well I've never heard this word before like I'm not gonna say yeah. it and I can't I can't remember if I brought it up to my parents or whatever but if you think about being 12 years old not knowing what this yeah, word you is sure. you need to ask about it like so if you stop you stop using the fucking word or stop bringing up this situation or stop bringing up some shit that happened 30 40 years ago if you do, if you stop it it it'll stop but if you keep making movies about it if you keep using the word if you keep making movies about like you know this happened to this oppressed person all you're doing is creating that anger we were talking about a divide. and now you got angry people and they're angry about nothing yeah they're, but they're angry about nothing because their life is just like ours and they've been given the same opportunities that we have been given. That's right. Like, and, you know, people have brought it up, and there's been plenty of people in the United States, immigrant-wise, who've made it from nothing to something. Oh. So it's always up to, in my, in my opinion, the individual who's like, okay, well, you know, this isn't right. Or this, even if you feel you're oppressed or even if you are oppressed, there's still, because we do live in this country where everybody has the opportunity, you know, think about all the immigrants that have ever did, that they do come into our country. You know, you got all these, you know, you got the 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 people from Middle East who run like 7-Elevens or whatever. Yeah. And somebody could be like, well, you're racist for saying that. No, I'm not racist, man. That's what happens. They come here. They even, I believe that people even get a loan or a grant or something from our government to open said businesses when you live in this country yourself you don't get that opportunity to have some sort of grant to open a business so you can make it it was it's just funny you have foreigners who come in our country and they make it just fine you know yep. what i'm saying and just uh, uh, trevor noah you sent me a video earlier today yep and when i think about trevor noah I, I, all i can think of is fuck that dude he's from south africa yep. right for one and he's and, and honestly, I don't know. He just comes off as somebody that probably always had money. He and has always had. Money. He's not. And, his, a lot of people don't know yeah, this okay. about Trevor Noah. His father is white, who had a lot of money. He was okay, a South yeah. African German okay. immigrant who had a lot of money. That's why his last name is. Yeah, I didn't know Noah. that. I just say he just came. He just came off as somebody, right, to me. So he's just a shill in the game. Like he's he's part of the cabal in the game to make you think a certain he, way. So my thing is though, he everything he said that he says on his show or whatever, he talks so much shit about what goes on here, right? And I'm thinking, well, you're not from here. So if you don't like it, then get your fucking ass out and go back to where you well, were. They, well, everybody. But all you, yeah. all you, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting, brother. But the the people that hear you say that believe deeply within their heart that you're wrong. That if you are, you're, he's actually not an American citizen. He's not. He still hasn't became one, apparently, from what I've seen as a late. And I looked it up. Uh, he's not an American citizen. But if you tell someone who comes to this country from a, a far shittier country, by the way, uh, you tell them, hey, go ahead and go on back, man. Then you're the bad person. Then you're evil. I guess, but it's just like if you want to talk, you know, cash shit, 
about where you are and how you don't like it, but you're not originally from here. Oh yeah. Then leave. Hey man, not that, that. But and I'll. Oh, go ahead. But he's making so much money, and he's doing. He's be. He's saying what he's told to say. Think yeah. about it. When this dude was in South Africa before he came to the United States, yeah. he probably didn't give it two shits about whatever subject he's talking about now. Nope. None. Fuck. No. Didn't care. Didn't care. Nope. He didn't care. But you know, just like John Oliver who has a show on, I think, HBO, which is awful. He's, not, he's, uh, he's genuinely not funny, not even looking at it from a political perspective. He's not a funny person. He's a goofy-looking, uh, crooked-tooth clown, limey Brit. And then America hears someone. Americans hear someone speaking in a British accent, and they go, that guy sounds intelligent. I should follow right. suit because <laughs> Americans are stupid. Amer- Americans yes. like a British accent. I got I got a good buddy of mine that I've known for a long time, and he loves that British accent. And I said, "Hey, bud, uh, don't every don't take everything at face value, okay? Uh, the, these Brits are not intelligent, nor are they looking out for you as an American." And he lives in fucking uh, you know St. Louis, Missouri. Mm. I, I just don't Man. understand the thought process is my problem. I don't I don't understand this thought process that we 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 allow these people from other countries to come into here who have not lived here, who haven't had uh what, what a lot of people on the left like to say, my lived experience. My lived experience. Mm. They have nothing living my best life. Yes. Yes, they have no inkling of what anyone in middle America has been through. Like Trevor Noah has never done what I've done. He's never had to take food stamps when they were paper, when you didn't have EBT and walk to the the grocery store at seven years old to get some pancake batter because, well, we had enough food stamps for pancake batter and that was going to be a good weekend. And I was happy about it. My dad said, Dustin, you got it. Go ahead. Go get them. Pancakes, baby. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, hey. Be some of the pancakes. <laughs> and uh, it's funny that they get to come here, make millions of dollars, and now they're doing Zoom. They're doing, like, Trevor Noah is on Zoom. Yeah, still. Instead of being in studio. Still, still being so paid like a motherfucker. And I'm like, all right, dude. Stupid. And and I look at Trevor Noah look like I look at Colin Kaepernick, man. There's another motherfucker bitching who grew up privileged as shit. Colin Kaepernick, you know what's grew funny? Up in a mansion okay, and was sorry. Yes. Yeah, he grew up in a mansion in Wisconsin and was raised by two white people who decided to adopt him and give him a better life. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a very altruistic and beautiful thing. To take someone out of poverty and give them a good life, and, he, and they gave or, him a great life. But he turns right around. Man, if we're gonna bring this dude up. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. If you got a start, go ahead. But I, I got something to say about that motherfucker. Oh yeah, and uh, he he comes right out of this hyper. And I'll I'll go ahead and say it. Hyper privileged life, where this dude never went hungry, never had to want, never had to say, "Hey, oh man, how are we gonna eat tomorrow?" 
what are we going what am I going to eat tomorrow? Is it going to be a mustard sandwich again? No, he never had to do that. And then he wants to come out and talk about black turmoil in America. Dude, shut the fuck up. You have no frame of reference, Donnie. You're out of your element. Know what I mean? Well, okay, so this is what I got to say about this dude, man. I had no problem with him. And what's so funny is he never gave a shit about any of these causes that he, like, so-called knelt for, right? Right. And you brought him up as being privileged his life. He was, man. He went to North Carolina State, and then he went to Wisconsin. Yep. Right? He played football in Wisconsin, and then he is drafted. He goes to a Super Bowl. But then people realize he fucking sucks. He gets replaced. And then after he gets replaced, he's he now he's the backup for the Niners. Yep. And then all of a sudden he starts and he grows his hair out. And then he kneels. And what's funny is a lot of people had always sat or knelt during the anthem prior to him. Yep. People don't realize this shit, man. Oh, sure. Like, and but it, because it's a psyop, in my opinion, let's focus in on this, and you know this is what we're gonna do. So I I remember seeing some sort of Twitter response by a white person. It just kills me that you have these white people that automatically tell they're like, yeah, we're we're, we're racist. White people are racist. It doesn't matter how what you believe, you're a racist. And you support all this, blah, blah, blah. And Colin Kaepernick, you know, he hasn't been able to play in the league for this long and blah, blah, blah. I just hear this, like, poor me Colin Kaepernick bullshit from white people. And what's crazy to me is I don't know if they realize this or they do and they just say whatever. He was offered, not even offered, like, he was still on the Niners but he decided to leave the 49ers. He left. Mm-hmm. And after he left, because you're at the, I think he was pushing late 20s or early 30s at the time, nobody signed him. Yes, granted, nobody wanted the shit that came with it, right? All the, the all the media that came with yeah. it. Right, right. But it wasn't even just that. Like, if you think about Michael Vick, for instance, this fool... I, I, I don't even mean to call him a fool. This this man went to jail for, you know, had that whole dog fighting thing and all that, whatever, was out of the league for like two years, if I remember correctly. But then he came back and he still had a career for years after that. Black man, prison time, fighting dogs, which everybody loves dogs, and never had an issue. Brother, 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 brother. Never. And still played, and, ret- and you know what I mean, and played many years in the NFL. We but cannot compare Michael Kaepernick Vick to Colin Kaepernick because they ain't the same. No, no, no. I know, no, no. Athletic. No, I athletic get what you're saying. Ones? Oh hell no. Yeah, but that's my point. So Vic, Vic was a a good athlete, good good quarterback. He was one of the first. Well, I can't say that because Steve Young in Montana and uh, uh, Warren Moon and Cunningham, they were all running quarterbacks. But, like, Vic, you know, in our era, in our he age was the best, group, dude. he was Watching the guy. The kid, yeah, like, this, he, is there a runner, yeah. running back throwing the ball right now? What does that mean? But I get it. Yeah. There you go. So, 
the thing is though, and then somebody, some I said to somebody, I was like, well, Colin Kaepernick's doing this shit for the money, and then somebody said to me, well, why would he do it for the money? That's to be here as money, and I said, dude, who has money already that doesn't want more money? So. <laughs> Somebody, somebody was trying to tell me that, oh yeah, he's missed out on the NFL and they're not letting him play, and he's and he's not making a paycheck. And I said, are you serious? He's not making a paycheck. This dude just signed like a multi-million dollar deal with Disney and Nike. Multi-million dollar Disney, yeah, and Nike. Already had the one with Nike. He had that commercial, yep, right where he did this whole equality fucking commercial for Nike. And then now, and then after that, he signed an entire multi-million dollar deal to make some sort of, you know, whatever segregated fucking thing that they're going to do with Disney. Some yeah, make it segregated. Though. This dude is, who gives a fuck if he's in the NFL or not? He's making buco bucks, man. Buco. Oh, yeah. I I just don't so, understand it, man. I, I just don't understand the amount of Americans that want to sit back and listen to either millionaire athletes, actors, actresses, uh, or, or people who are just in the media in itself and they're millionaires already. They genuinely listen to these people. As if they have any inkling or any concept of what middle middle American life is like. These motherfuckers don't know anything about us. They are so detached from us. It's insane. Yes. Uh, uh, that 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 bitch who uh, was letting everybody rape everybody, Ellen DeGeneres. That's right. Uh, she had Bill Gates on her show one time, and she said, Bill. Bill, how much do you think a Subway sandwich costs? And he goes, I don't know, $25? These people are so detached from reality that it's insane. Wow. And, and this is who people are listening to. These are the people that um, a lot of Americans idolize. And, and I, I don't know if you've done it lately, Church. I want you to do it tonight. All right, brother, can you do something for me? Sure. I want you to take a knee for a rich white woman telling you how to think. Can you please do that for me? <laughs> just just drop to yep. a knee. Hey, she's cute. She's got green eyes and blonde hair. She's attractive. And uh she's got she's uh uh scribbled the Black Lives Matter emblem on her cheek of her face. Not a butt cheek. That's coming later. But you you should take a knee for a nice, pretty white woman with a lot of money who tells you how to think. These motherfuckers, man. Well, we're already over hours, so I don't want to keep it any like too much longer because I want people to stay in tune. But you brought up the Bill Gates thing. Yes. And I just don't understand why people listen to billionaires. And then you brought up how he, well, it's not just billionaires, like people who are famous that you brought up, billionaires, millionaires, people are like, oh yeah, they just listen to what they yeah. say. It was just retarded. And then, so he didn't know how much a Subway sandwich was. Now, that just made me think of, uh, somebody could Google search this. They asked people on the left how many black people died a year from cops, and they thought it was over a 1,000 people. Yeah. And then 
I'm like, wow, that's what they really think. Like thousands of people. That's what it was. Yeah. Thousands yeah. of people, black people are died from cops. You know what I mean? It was, it was like 25 and that was it. Yeah. And it's way more white people, but they don't talk about that. But the thing is, yeah. And yes, you get that. You, yes, you get the, 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 the percentages and the per capitas and all that, whatever, where you live and blah, blah, blah. There's blah, a lot blah. of math. But oh, yeah. Right, right. You got to put on all this math and what, all that stuff. But it, it shouldn't matter because, yes, the cops are just killing people. And, it, and they're not doing it because they want to. And this brings me to my next point. And this will be our last point before we hang it up. So I don't know if you've seen this. And I saw it on accident because I originally saw this video and didn't want to watch it because I'm tired of it, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. But it was the body cam footage of a cop and a black woman, a white cop and a black woman. Nashville, Tennessee. And yep. Right. And so he pulls her over, but he pulls her over because the plates of the car, I believe, belong to another car. Her. Yeah. Her another car, a boyfriend or somebody that has a warrant. Right. Yep. So now if you want to talk about sensitivity training, this cop had some big time sensitivity training. I watched now, I watched the video this, Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw it today and I you know it was and like I said it was an accident. I was watching something else and then that came and then you know it just whatever. So I I, I watched it. Now what I want to get is get to is is this is the most important cop shooting video ever. And, and and I'm going to get to why this is. Now, he is behind her while she is leaned over in the driver's seat. And he tells her, get out of your bag. Get out of your bag. Get out of your bag. Like two or three times. I don't want you to be in your bag. Right? And then so she turns around, but her bag's still in the car. And then... And honestly, though, I think, he, yes, the oversensitivity that he has, but also because of the heightened things in our country right now, he's thinking about this in his head. And he's like, well, I don't want to be labeled dude who's going to. Yeah, I don't want to be labeled for this guy who's going to do this and that or whatever. Right. right. He even gets on the radio and asks for he he asked the dispatcher. It'll be good if we can get somebody else here. You know, he just wanted to have somebody else there for the situation. Right. So anyways, I'm trying to let everybody know who hasn't seen this shit because I feel like this situation has not been played out as much as all these other situations. It is the most important, like I mentioned. So he asked for her bag. So she finally gets the bag up. He puts it on the trunk of the car. She's still standing next to the driver's seat with the door open. But he's slowly going through the bag, but he's still calling for backup. Like you can tell, he just does not want to be a part of the situation. Right. But he's just doing what he his job as a cop, and he, the woman, asks for a lighter, and she wants the lighter out of her purse. So she asks him if she can have the lighter out of her purse. He gives her the lighter out of her purse so she can smoke a cigarette. And when I mentioned the oversensitivity training and all that, whatever. So she's getting ready to light a cigarette and he finds something in the purse that's illegal. 
He and found he drugs. Needs, he found drugs. Gonna, yeah, I think that's what it was. It was drugs. So he's trying to put her under arrest. So as she was getting ready to light the cigarette with the lighter that he had given her, he tries to put her in handcuffs and she loses her shit. Loses her shit. And she says, no, no, blah, blah, blah. No, I didn't do anything. Oh, you can't arrest me. And she's losing her shit, man. Now, granted, she has not listened to him one time as far as what to do. No. Went through the bag still after she was told not to. She was told, you know, she did everything she was not told to do. So what's funny, what's crazy to me is, so as he as he grabbed her by the wrist to try to put her in handcuffs, she takes off running. But then she run. they're on the left side of the car. And then she runs around the back of the car and then to the right side of the car, to the front yep. of the car. And then he finally says, hey, like, I'm going to tase you. Don't run. Don't run. He's like, don't run. Because you can see he doesn't want to tase her. But then he still doesn't tase her. But then instead of her running past the front of the car and then just keep going, yeah. she decides to go around the car and then back into driver's the driver's seat. seat. Yep. And then he finally fires the um, the uh, what you, taser. Uh, my break. the taser at her, and he's you know hitting her with the bolts of the taser, and she's screaming help, help, help! Now, if you see somebody being arrested or something, anything with a cop, and the person is yelling for help, what? Uh, come on, help! You you yell for help when somebody's like you know mugging you or breaking into your house. This cop is trying to not even arrest her. He just tried to put her in handcuffs because he didn't say, you know, any. he didn't even get a chance, I guess, to say she was under arrest. Plus, she may have not have been. Just listen to the fucking cop. Just do what he says. Anyway, so now she's in the seat. He keeps fucking hitting her with the damn taser over and over again. And then guess what? When he told her to not get in her bag, you know, 15 minutes earlier, she was pulling a gun out of her bag so and then he says to her now while he was hitting her with the taser between tases she was able to grab the gun and he, you can hear him saying put the gun down put the gun down put the gun down and then she shoots him like i don't know two three four she times. hit him in the chest and then one he, of the one of the shots yeah it hit went into his abdomen shot him in the chest yeah Yep, and you can see him because the whole thing's on his chest body cam. He falls to the ground. He fires a shot back. I think it was like one shot, and I don't know if he hit her or not. No, he definitely hit her. The the video. Okay, but while he was on the ground, and you hear him say "shots fired, shots fired," she closed the door, and then you hear the car start up, and then the the video that I saw, you know, went off. So who knows if she, I don't know if she left or no, whatever. She, she I don't know if she, driving away. I don't... He hit her in the chest in her mask. She ended up dying a few, uh, not even a mile down the road. But yeah, man. Okay. See, I didn't know she, that. She died. See, that my point being, she shot at him and he fucking shot her back. And that's what it is. Now, the reason why I said this was like the most important video yet is what I try to tell people. I've tried to explain people when you say, you know, they should have did this, that, and the third, whatever, in whatever situation, cops, whatever. I brought up the instance that happened to me when, you know, I was still in the Air Force and I was told by my superiors I should have walked away. <laughs> it was not a walk, it was not a walk away situation. The thing I'm not gonna explain everything that happened, right. but I'm just saying 
the situation I was in and what happened to me, there was not a walk away situation. It just wasn't. And you have to put yourself in your, you know, in somebody else's shoes. But a lot of times you can't even put yourself in somebody else's shoes because you have to literally be in a situation to where your heart rate is up, your adrenaline is pumping. You have no idea what's getting ready to happen. Right. So you have to act swiftly and do certain things. Now, I mentioned this cop had overly sensitive training. He he was he didn't even search the fucking car. He just I think he was just so worried about, you know, this is a black woman, honestly. And so he didn't want it to go down the way it did, ironically, you know, and him being the next cop that's, you know, on CNN for whatever. Yep. So the thing is, uh, back to what I was saying was, is that this is the most important. And the reason why is because of that. He just this whole video just shows why cops act the way they act. Yes. And, and, and you have to think about cops and their personalities and how they are. And yet you may have a cop that's douchebag level one thousand yeah. and then one that's you know is a human being whatever dude. you that's another right. so, i'm gonna save myself before i let you try to take me out right right so but then you have this guy was more sensitive or whatever <laughs> and so he was letting her do this and that and whatever and the whole time when he was trying to get out of the bag she was taking the gun out of the bag yep right so cops act the way they do initially off jump because this is what can happen to them and the media portrays the shit more they don't give a fuck if it's a black cop pulling over a black person or a black cop pulling over a white person and then this situation happens and they don't care if it's a white cop pulling over a white person and this situation happens they only care and want to play it on media when it's the white cop and the black person because that's the story. That's what divides well, everybody. That's going to get the clicks. That's what creates that gets the clicks, brother. Exactly. Yes, and then and then and then that's what creates everything. Like I just said, and then you have the officials that I brought up before that are supposed to work for you. They bring up certain things. So it's all. Excuse me. It's all part of the game where they're keeping you busy, and then the Wizard of Oz is in the back doing what the Wizard of Oz yep. does. Because you don't care about what's going on as far as our country really and what's going on with us and the rest of the world and what could be happening to us and our freedoms because you're too busy arguing about a cop that did this to whoever. You know what I'm saying? It's bullshit. People need to wake the fuck up to it. We live in a matrix, man. We do. Everything is numbers. Everything is predetermined. Everything everything is... and you're just blind. They're blind. They're blind, blind to, to the simulation, it, brother. It, it's definitely we definitely live in a simulation, man. We, we, big time, big time, and that's a whole nother episode in itself. And I we will get into that. that. And, and and anybody and anybody that doesn't know about it, literally, and you can call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't give a fuck because honestly, you cannot make everyone happy. You cannot make everyone right. like you. And I don't care if everybody likes me. I don't care if you hate me because I'm white. I don't care if you hate me because I'm Italian and Irish. See how dumb that even sounds? Yeah. Like I, you label me as white, but I'm Irish and Italian. That's two different everything. Right you know here, right here. I'm an Irish fucking uh, Native American fucking Jew. 
So what what you got? What what do you got? This is what do you got for me? How are you trying to hurt me today? How are you trying to how how are you gonna try to blame uh the faults of uh people from a thousand years ago or I don't care how long ago on me. That ain't me. America by and large is not racist. We're trying to get along. While we do have our racist motherfuckers on all sides, and don't try to act as though they ain't there, because they're there on all sides. We are trying to move. But that's forward. why that. That's, that's why, why that we're video. the best country in the world. That's why everybody, even Trevor Noah's rich ass, came to America, and still wants to talk shit, motherfucker. What are you doing here? What are you doing here if it's so bad? What are you doing here where you can go, you can drive 14 hours and get a completely different life experience? Only in America can you do it. Only in America. Like Don King. (laughs) Only in America. Only in America. Only in America you get rich off of sex tape. You can't tell me any country is better than us. We are the best. The West is the best. And America figured it out. We cracked it down. Good men died. JFK, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. These men died for these thought processes. They did. They died for it. Yeah. And now you live in the and now everything is threatened, bro. Now love it. You sh- you should either love it or leave it. Don't be here. Don't be here if you don't like this country. Because I don't give a fuck what skin tone you have. I'm still gonna be your friend. Okay? It doesn't matter to me. That's a shot in the can. No one gives a flying fuck about what skin tone you are. Are you a good person? Should we not judge men upon their moral character and not upon the color of their skin? Like the good doctor told us fucking 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Should we not? Yep. Yep. Do his words not reverberate through time? Through time judge a man upon his character and not the fucking color of his skin but i've only found this this country more and more divided and that shit hurts me in my heart man i don't like it i don't like it it's all part of the game that's right brother so uh dustin danner man it was a pleasure. it's always a pleasure church thanks for having me brother yeah, man, and tell the wife and well, you can't tell the baby, but tell the wife that I say. Hey, what's firm, up. brother. All right, you man, too. be easy. Ciao. All right, ciao.